Welcome to an emergency episode of Friends of Film, a podcast because I news and theatrical releases. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching Friends of Film. As always, I'm your host, Cripper Hood, once again joined by a man excited out of his mind, Josh Straley. I didn't believe it at first. Well, like, okay, I believed it, yeah. but I was like, I'm misreading this. Yes, same. I mean, we're kind of teasing. What are, what are we so excited about? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson is returning to a galaxy far, far away. After it felt like he was going away once mm-hmm. he'd finished The Last Jedi. And he's creating and then writing and directing the first yes. in a new Star Wars trilogy. Yes. That is so rad. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. The news dropped about uh, 5 o'clock, right around 5 o'clock yeah. Eastern Time, uh, Thursday night, November 9th. Mark it down your calendars. Whew. Uh, we've kind of teased our initial reactions already. Uh, this one, I literally saw, I was driving home from work and I'm just, you know, I know you're not supposed to, you know, use your phone and drive at the same time, but it Mm -hmm. was just one of those automatic, I was just refreshing my Twitter feed and there's, I see Ryan Johnson and returning to a galaxy far, far away on the Star Wars official feed. And I'm like, what is this? And like just minutes before they announced a live action series, um, was confirmed for Disney's new streaming service, which is really cool. And I was like, Oh cool. He's probably like involved in the live action series. Like he's probably like producing it or he's going to direct the pilot or something. And that'll mm-hmm. be like a really great way to focus what that live action Continuity. series is going to be. Yeah. yeah. And instead I was like, here he's doing a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like it, like this came out of left field. No, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I in, in speak, especially because Ryan Johnson's last quote on Star Wars films was so somewhat cryptic mm-hmm. now in hindsight, but when he was we we threw his name into discussion for nine, yeah. he's like the plan originally was only to do one film, yeah, and kind of let the trail off and sort. You just kind of project that oh, okay, well yeah, yeah, he's not doing it. He's not doing nine, and the plan originally was for him only to do one film. Okay. Yeah. And then I even said, like, the next day, I like the idea of Ryan Johnson screwing up star- the Star Wars episodes <laughs> and then, like, walking away from right. it, from whatever. But I, I, I love this even more. The, the fact that they love The Last Jedi yes. so much, allegedly, I guess. Um, but to take say, hey, you're great. Not only direct another movie, help create an entire new trilogy. Mm-hmm. What, what what idea did he have that made them say, "Oh yeah, this is this is absolutely fantastic." I have no idea, but Neither. I I I loved the point you brought about the Last Jedi because that was after I was like, "Well, Ryan Johnson's doing three more movies." It's in some varying degrees right. of involvement. We're not sure if he's going to write and direct all three. Mm-hmm. Probably not because that that's a that's a heavy workload. Still needs some kind of spin inside right. of that. Yeah, but I was like, man, this is. This means great things for Last Jedi because as much as we all expected it and hoped uh, just based on trailers, everything Mark Hamill's been saying about how he just fundamentally disagrees with the way they're ta- with the, with the story of mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, and you see kind of Rey's trying maybe fall into the dark side, Luke, Kylo's yeah. maybe going to be redeemed. What's going to happen with Leia? And there's just so many storylines. You're like, wow, I think Ryan Johnson could really hit it out of the park with this. And if <laughs> Lucasfilm's like. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park, Ryan, come back. Yeah. <laughs> Do, like, the, the other thing is, he's basically become, like, almost a new George Lucas. Nobody else has had this sort of power, right? Like, nobody else has had this creative you know, blank slate at their disposal outside of Lucas when he's trying to, when he's going for the 
prequels. Yeah. And then when he laid out the initial plan for the original trilogy, like mm-hmm. this new wave of movies we're seeing now, Abrams didn't, you know, sit down and plot it all out. I yeah, mean, that was they've, our they've, dent. they've been very mm-hmm. clear that they didn't really have, you know, the large arcs um, yeah. completely nailed down for seven, eight, and nine. But now they're just like, Ryan, you killed it with eight. Do whatever you want. Make whatever choices you want yeah. in a galaxy far, far away. Right. And yeah, like I'm, I would maybe push back a little bit and say Abrams probably had some kind of same levity here. But the idea that whatever he did belongs in it, the, the, the film, The Last Jedi, whatever, whatever it's all of its components, the makeup of it, whatever he wrote belongs in, in a new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what they want to go with next or uh, assumingly probably after nine, right? In terms of when it's going to hit theaters. Or? Yeah. I would. Assume, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I think it would be like, I don't know if it's going to be right after nine. Of course. Like, same here. could be an off year or something. Cause like, like I mean, their schedule currently has been a uh, Skywalker saga, movie mm-hmm. st- uh anthology standalone spinoff another one yep and then they just repeat that so if they do that we know they're discussing an obi-wan movie if that is the next anthology film then that would come out in 2020 right after sure. uh episode nine and then you could have ryan johnson launch his new trilogy okay. 2021 2023 and 2025 which <laughs> guarantees that star wars potentially if they stick to that and do a spinoff uh, anthology movie in between each of those that's 10 straight years of new star wars movies and that's exactly what we we talked about monday yeah with kathleen kennedy's comments about all the characters and things mm-hmm. like that so in your heart of hearts then cooper do you think that ryan's trilogy is with the characters that he probably like you know innovated with in the last jedi or do you think it's something totally brand new oh it's totally new i mean they made that i think pretty clear in the press release they say um it's separate from the episodic skywalker saga and then Mm -hmm. they also said quote we'll introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that star wars lore has never before explored yeah which means this isn't we're not getting you know anakin's you know mom's grandfather's story we're not getting a yoda movie we're not getting obi-wan this that's not the focus here we're not getting the Boba Fett Jabba the Hutt bounty hunter trilogy expanded out. We're not getting, yeah. I don't even think this means Knights of the Little Republic. I think it means Knights of the Little Republic's off the table. Cause they say it's something that's never been explored in star Wars lore, even though some of that stuff is technically ex- like EU, the expanded universe sure. and stuff that still has been explored and messed with. Yeah. And I think this literally means, which is why I brought up the George Lucas comparison is that, Ryan Johnson literally has no, like, nothing holding him back. He can be like, okay, I want six characters, three main villains. This is how it's all going to connect. And none of them are Skywalkers, Kenobis, Windus, (laughs) Plaguses, nothing. And that's so exciting. Exactly. Yeah. Like like you just said, um, what what idea did he come across like that merits not only a trilogy but like the uh, that they're putting this out there so quickly too like yeah. that's what i can't get my head around too like why why couldn't this wait or, or you know, all these things i mean i know hype is building for star right. wars so you need to start a little bit more of a hey here's what's new train but 
oh my good like you know i prided myself on knowing oh you know certain bits and pieces <laughs> of the star wars legends is what they call okay. them now the okay. book series is but it, yeah. was, it was eu before that it was yeah okay. formerly the eu um and that i'm not gonna be able like to be dropped into something utterly new mm-hmm. because what we're seeing on screen today is sort of like a remix of the legacy mm-hmm. of the force books with you know skywalker kids all grown up or yeah. solo kids all grown up but whatever we're gonna see next that's never been explored before because I just, I just love that yeah. uh, and then i was just i think i've been complaining have i been complaining i've probably been complaining that <laughs> I would like to see something completely and utterly yeah, new. Yeah. I don't want a young Jabba the Hutt movie or a young Yoda or whatever mm-hmm. the case yeah, is. Exactly. Obi-Wan, of course, because Ian McGregor. Yes. He deserves it. <laughs> exactly. But just keeping us in the orbit of what we know isn't cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of is. It but can be. It can be. It's nostalgic, mm-hmm. but ultimately... Where's the where's the discovery mm-hmm. other than saying, oh, I just want to see my character that I loved for the last six movies, you know, unmythologized right. or whatever the case is. If you can even do that with, <laughs> you know, someone that you uh, we had four movies spent with. Mm-hmm. So, th- but this is so cool because Looper. Yes. Johnson's last movie before the, the last mm-hmm. Jedi. I would love to see a Looper too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just because the world that he invented and mm-hmm. set up was fantastic um and you get dropped in for a little bit of a taste and then it's over just when it gets really good and now uh he's gonna have a chance to kind of create his own little corner of the star wars universe which is what this is this is the right route to go yeah absolutely let let people let directors run trilogies not Mm -hmm. just movies anymore that that Phil Lord and Chris Miller should have had like an uh, opportunity like this, don't you think? Only. Oh yeah, like I mean, that's the other thing that's interesting. Like, oh, even though we haven't seen the Last Jedi yet, mm-hmm. it looks tonally different than the episodes, yep. the previous ones, and it because it, it looks it looks you know more adult, it looks more serious. Um, and I would, based on his tra- previous track record, I mean, I know he has some lighter stuff in there with like Brothers Bloom and stuff, yeah. but. He is lately been taking a trend towards serious kind of breaking apart um, a lot of uh, archetypes that people are familiar with. And yeah. if he can take that same approach to Star Wars and have literally – he doesn't have to worry about, all right, well, what's what's Luke been up to for 30 years? I mean, yeah. geez, I, I mean, I'll figure it out, but – uh, it almost be better if I didn't have to use him or something. That's probably not his mindset at all. He's probably thinking, I get to write Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But now he gets to write anybody he wants and mm-hmm. he can develop them. And you look at Ryan Johnson's previous movies, they're all original concepts as far as I understand, as far as I know. I don't believe they're based on books or uh, comics or true <laughs> stories yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. And he can. He's proven that he is very creative and he can make a world that feels believable in any setting. And so I think the the fact that he is, you know, kind of deconstructing, I think, what the Force is, what it means to be a Jedi, a, a Sith, a light user, a dark user, him now having free reign to kind of possibly explore those same sort of themes, yeah. but with brand new characters that, you know, like similar to the Force Awakens, you know, 
coming out of that movie, what were a lot of the standouts? Wow, I loved Ray Finn Poe and even mm-hmm. Kylo. They yeah. were so cool. They were so interesting. And I think after Last Jedi, it's still going to be the same thing. We're like, wow, I love those characters even more. And to see Johnson get to create his own characters and put them through whatever sort of turmoil he wants over the course of three films, I think is super exciting. Yeah, uh, d- totally. Um, it also be yeah. It's also important to say that he's rec- uh, collaborating with uh, Bergman, one of his longtime. Yep. Uh, is that his producer yeah, partner? Right, but yeah, like you said though, he did right brick brothers bloom and looper mm-hmm. um seem probably not by himself but right. yeah main writing credits on mm-hmm. it so whatever he gets yeah he gets to do whatever and i don't i can't believe in all of the words that have spilled out of my mouth concerning what star wars should be mm-hmm. you know with their film universe, I suppose. Even though I hate I hate that terminology. <laughs> with their fil- with the films in this galaxy, giving people their own trilogies, outstanding people mm-hmm. their own trilogies, never occurred to me, and now I'm hooked on it. So, the okay. So with that in mind, yeah. Do you? Th- I don't think you have to necessarily allow people to come in and be like, all right pitch us a trilogy or no go <laughs> right you know like yeah i would still love the idea you know if somebody like james mangold came into lucas and was like hey i have this really cool idea for whatever mm-hmm. and they're like okay cool what's the sequel idea and he's like oh it's just this yeah. one movie like ah nah sure. we're good like i don't i don't i don't want that but i don't think that's what you're saying no <laughs> necessarily. but uh, i was super upset when lord and miller got fired yes and when you think about it a little bit more, you're mad that you don't get to see that Han Solo movie take shape. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see a different type of movie take shape. But now I can't help but think, what if Lord Miller had come in and not, you know, asked to do a Han Solo movie? What if they their pitch wasn't, mm-hmm. they wanted the Solo movie, but their pitch was that this movie, but set in a different corner of the universe. Right. What if it was just set on Tatooine and Coruscant, you know, mm-hmm. in like the... Fancy gambling districts there, or whatever. Or the even case just is. like entirely new planets. Exactly. <laughs> and then we got to see, you know, a Star Wars branded movie, but that's a little bit more wacky and zany, and gets to embrace the full, um, all of the zaniness that goes inside those cantinas, mm-hmm. like on Tatooine or Moscadana's place. Yeah. You know, that kind of Star Wars fun, mm-hmm. only ninety minutes long. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. 120 minutes long, whatever the case is. Yeah. That, that would have been so cool. Do you think that this will be a substantially different tonally uh, styled film? Or do you think that even though this isn't technically an episode, that it'll still, I mean, it's still gonna, going to feel like a Star Wars movie sure. in some cases. But I also think that Star Wars, and we've talked about it before, if Star Wars is going to continue on for years mm-hmm. and, you know, not have breaks or whatever... They need to keep it fresh, and yeah. not only in just terms of the characters, but also in the different types of movies they're making. And so, you know, if you, the plan is for Abrams to come in with nine, and you know, give it give it that good old happy ending, and then you know, Ron Howard's brought in to you know give give the the happy fresh take on a young Han Solo. I hope that Lucasfilm isn't going to constrict Ryan Johnson in any way to be like, all right, we need. 
we love your pitch, but we need you to fit a tone. If yeah. he is, if they're giving mm. him this creative power, I don't want stories to come in later down, later on down the road that, oh, you know, Ryan's tone's a little darker than Lucas yeah. was hoping for, and now mm. there's there's some struggle because he hasn't had. We've had no problems with Ryan Johnson, not us personally, but Lucasfilm, right? And I don't want that to be a problem later down the road when sure. they've given him a trilogy. For them to say, whoa, that's uh, a little dark. Can you lighten it up? Or, oh, okay, uh, can you yeah. swap out this character with Darth Vader? <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Like, I, Star Wars happens on a spectrum. Um, all of the movies do. Uh, episode, a New Hope happens on, like, the lighter scale. Like, there's, you know, there's, like, a three-tier range mm-hmm. from Empire to what I'm going to imagine Last Jedi is going to fall into, too. And Attack of the Clones. Limbs getting severed. And maybe Revenge of the Sith for some parts too. A head gets severed, limbs, and a guy gets lit on fire. And then there's A New Hope, Return of the Jedi. The Force Awakens for a lot of places kind of Mm -hmm. falls a little bit in the middle. But still closer to that lighter side. His movie's going to end up being on that spectrum. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Because it's still got to fit the billion dollar international box office. Because it's Star Wars, of course, right. and Lucas, yeah, I mean, Lucasfilm is a is a cash cow for this kind of stuff. So, uh, but no, I would not be surprised if it falls, you know, even far, maybe like a tad over mm-hmm. the uh, Anakin Skywalker set on fire on Mustafar. <laughs> you know, right. uh, I, I would, I would be shocked if it at least doesn't bump up against that mm-hmm. in, this, in this first, especially in this first film that he's writing. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, I mean. Star Wars currently, I mean, the way that they've brought the franchise back, you know, with bringing back the original trilogy characters, mm-hmm. Rogue One is centered on the, the first Death Star. We have the epic Vader ending. You know, we have the Han Solo oh, movie. Yeah, we right. have Obi-Wan. You know, we have a lot of things that are still contingent upon previous movies, especially the original trilogy. Yeah. But they also make a point in this press release to say that this is, you know, in a part of the galaxy that's unexplored and we've never been to and it's separate from the skywalker saga which begs the question how connected will this actually be do you think to the larger star wars universe you know are we going to see lightsabers are we going to see i'm sure there's going to be force wielders because you can't have star wars without the force in some aspects but like i don't want really just i want it to be a completely new slate i don't want it to be you know, I don't want them to have to visit Naboo or visit yeah. Coruscant or whatever. I just want all new planets, all new characters. But you can still have mentions of events depending on the other big factor of this we don't know is when this would even take place. Mm-hmm. You know, will this take place after the events of The Last Jedi? Will this take yeah. place between 3 and 4, between 6 and 7, or predate the prequels? there's a lot of questions so which which time period would you rather see and then what kind of star warsy elements do you actually want them to continue to include you i i need to see this post return of the jedi okay be uh, only because the episodes one two and three have kind of established this greek roman type ethos yeah. to the movies with the ro- with the long flowing robes and all that jazz. So let's stay away from that maybe a little bit. Okay. Unless you go the very old Republic, uh, like Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. times. That would be really rad. Mm-hmm. 
to see films spring up there yeah. because that could be almost like the uncivilized times for quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But no, having it in the aftermath of the falling empire when it's basically a free for all for everybody. <laughs> the empire's gone. Right. <laughs> Do what you want. Smuggle all the spice or whatever the case is. Um, I think that's the best place to go because it says, hey, we're in the here and now. Mm-hmm. We're not, it's stepping away from what George did uh, in the first two trilogies. And it kind of, it's kind of just living in the here and now. Yeah. That, that's what I would like to see. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I, that's what I kind of what I feel from okay. this. But what would you love to see more importantly? And what do you <laughs> think they'll end up doing? <laughs> I appreciate the honor. I'm pretty sure you're the bigger Star Wars fan here. Um, personally, I would like to see them go really far back. Old Republic. Um, yeah, Old Republic type. Um, I'm not super familiar with the Old Republic storyline and the characters sure. that are in there, but I would imagine if they go into that territory, at least in trying to tell that sort of story in some way, that they want to use the the, the pre-established characters from yeah. Legends because... I mean, based just based on this description, the Johnson's creating new characters and stuff. But I think he would still take influences from you know legends like Star Wars has continued to do over the last couple of years. Yeah. But I I really think that uh, the interesting part about this, and yeah, I don't need lightsabers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need to see the Force. I don't, and I don't need you know um, you know to go visit familiar planets and have um, even familiar alien races. Yeah, invent all new alien races, For this sure. entire galaxy. Do whatever you want, Ryan Johnson. But I also am curious, you know, how the Last Jedi plays into this. You know, did because like you know, it's very you know, that very first trailer ends. The Jedi must end, and you're like, what? Yeah, what, what's happening here? And I'm I'm super curious if that is laying the foundation potentially for this new trilogy that Ryan Johnson's going to do, and if he after eight films disbands the Jedi order. There's no more Sith. What if he goes all the way back to the origins and he kind of tells the rise of the Jedi order, mm. the, the rule of two uh, for the Sith. And, you know, we see kind of all of the fundamentals of star Wars that we've learned about through the films and, yeah. you know, gotten bits and pieces of, but now we see it actually fully explored. Yeah, see, I, I so or does that answer too much? Well, you, I, I think it would be kind of cool for mm-hmm. sure. But with these guidelines that lore, that Star Wars lore has never been explored. Yeah, that that rules out that in all of does that. it. I, I mean, I would say so. How much is how much of Star Wars has they have they really spent They've, discussing what came before? You know, the Jedi how, Order? The, how the Jedi Order was founded and all that. They stuff. have the. If it, if this is true to the letter, mm-hmm. they would have to exclude that because there was one or two books right at the tail end of the EU, right before they said, "All right, but isn't, no more uh, no more expanded universe books. We're calling them legends, and you're done." Yeah, there was one book about the the first Jedi, but they spelled Jedi with like two eyes. It was really what? it was really it was. <laughs> it's like the I, Jedi, it's yeah, like the yeah, Wii with two exactly. Eyes. <laughs> you know, it was it was kind of dumb, but. It was cool to see people. The I can't even say who wrote it, but it was kind of cool to watch um, the, the lead character in her. Like she like experiences, like finds, learns about the Force, and starts like a 
a teaching, like it writes basically it writes the first book on the Force. Okay. In, throughout the journey that she goes on, is that what the, book. The, the Journal of the Wills are? Uh, is that like the foundation of the Force and all that stuff? Journal? I don't even know what that is. Okay. I don't really know what it is either. Okay. So, uh, I just know it. I know it's something that Star Wars fans talk about a lot, and that it's like I think I believe it has you know long running history back to. Um, the start of the Jedi order and all that stuff. And that's what a lot of people think is one of the books in that, that force tree in the last Jedi trailer, which again is, you know, could possibly lend credence to the fact that Ryan Johnson was laying seeds in eight, even though he doesn't, he probably didn't know what he was started sure. making eight that, Oh, I'm going to make a trilogy after this. He was, you know, he was probably just setting things up potentially. And now that he's got the chance, if that is the area in which she wants to go, I would I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Okay. I'm just on Wikipedia kind of looking <laughs> just at this. Kind of looking it I up. didn't know what that was. Okay, very cool. I will dig into this. It looks okay. like it was a Lucas thing too that yeah. I don't th- uh, I don't know if it I don't know if it ever actually made the movies or anything, but I think it's been established in canon yeah. now through comics and books and whatnot. But. Very rad. It looks like he wanted to talk about it in episode the Revenge of the Sith, but did not make the film. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Learn something new every Nifty. day. Um, but, I mean, do you think I'm crazy that The Last Jedi will somehow lead into this, potentially? See, like, this is sprout. This is, I, I, I do think this is adjacent to the film in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, but the press release sort of tells you otherwise. Yeah. Um, but if we haven't really technically explored mm-hmm. the very origins or whatever's in those books... Then yeah, that would be. Right. It would be something new, be brand new, game, yeah. and that would make sense why Ryan would be writing it because he came up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he he, uh, he decided that was like the best way, the best thing to introduce. And now that we're gonna get a, we're gonna bump on it here. They'll finish out what they've gotten planned, and then this new Johnson trilogy is gonna come in and tell us whatever Luke learned. What's the tragedy inside of, what's the uh, yeah the Star Wars epic that's mm-hmm. inside of those books that now they want to tell us? Right. Which I don't know because if they are going to you know do new characters and you know explore a corner of the galaxy that's never been ex- explored before and you know not be closely tied to any of the previous movies, then I you know I'm I'm curious just again where this movie is going to take place and because. If it is like, you know, Rod for Return of the Jedi, how do you make that and have it be disconnected from the from the the, the episodes, but then also tell new stories without going mm-hmm. to... I mean, the galaxy is huge and vast, obviously. So, I mean, right. there's... I love the idea of maybe Ryan Johnson's trilogy is just like a family on like a faraway planet that maybe was under the oppression of the empire. Now the empire is gone, that that oppression is lifted. And now it's just them hmm. trying to learn how to, how to live life again and breaking free of that captivity. And yeah. you going just, I mean, even simple stuff like that. I don't need this to be like the huge, like again, like explain the Jedi and their right. origins. Like, no, you, I mean, Ryan Johnson can do great things with very simple stories. Absolutely. And I, again, I think that could be a great change of pace for Lucasfilm with, you know, you look at the episodes, even, you know, Rogue One and Han Solo, I'm sure are going to be big, bombastic, um, fun popcorn movies. And, you know, you look at what they're doing on, you know, in the comics or in the books. You know, I'm reading um, 
uh, Inferno Squadron right now oh, because I got to right. finish it yeah. before Battlefront comes out next week, and I'm uh, getting down to the wire. Um, and I'm really, I'm really enjoying that. And I've said before how much I enjoyed Lost Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like again, that's a book that you can't do. I don't think a similar movie like you couldn't do a similar story of Lost Stars in movie form with this and meet these these guidelines because it is. Yeah, that really that, traces that, the yeah. entire trilogy. <laughs> yeah, that that very uh, is much in the main corner of the Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I love the idea that Ryan Johnson can just do whatever story he wants no matter you know what it may be yeah and i can yeah i and like you know my wheels are turning and i'm just churning over and over you know kind of the the content that i've read like mm-hmm. the, the eu books but that's a part of the lore if i can't if i can't right. rely on that i have i have i have like nothing and right. i'm like a fish on dry land here because i'm like i love like these you said like what if it's just a story about people on a planet who overcome the empire, but isn't mm-hmm. that a little bit of rogue one? So maybe they want to get away from that. But what, what it, what kind there's, there's a dozens, there's millions of stories you could tell mm-hmm. in this galaxy, but trying to find one where it's can make a billion dollars a year, but also be different. Yeah. I, I don't know. And maybe that's why he has a trilogy, <laughs> you know, lined up for himself uh, right. or, you know, the, the, he's created he's in the works to create a trilogy mm-hmm. you know after his own ideas yeah so man i'm not sure that's cool so kind of moving away from this new trilogy okay and going kind of back to what kathleen kennedy said i think this does you know continue her what she said if we want to work with directors who want to work with us we want to work with people and work with us we want to expand the universe mm-hmm. um however best we can i think th- those meet these guidelines but she also mentioned doing future stories with Ray Finn, Poe and BB-8. Yeah. And those people can't be in the, in this trilogy because no. even if it was taking place post, you know, episode nine, which sure. who knows if it is, it could take place in the complete future. We have, we have literally no idea, mm-hmm. but that could mean that, you know, come 2019, like that, that's it, you know, do you think that the episodes are going to end or is this just another way for Star Wars to continue to churn out content while letting, you know, Daisy Ridley go off and become a bigger star, get an Oscar, John Boyega to, you know, go do some other huge franchise and, yeah. you know, prove his acting chops further and Oscar Isaac to just continue to be Oscar Isaac and then have them come back for episodes 10, 11 and 12 in 2028 or something you know 10 years after mm-hmm. their last one yeah and that would let them age up if you will mm-hmm. uh, your actors uh, and so that way you can do your do the typical star wars time jump yeah. between franchises and whatnot uh so yeah it would be a great way for them to do that like give everybody a break from um the skywalkers mm-hmm. if, if you will for lack of a if better they're, term if they're even around right exactly and then go on from there. But yeah, I mean, like this the, the the idea of doing a trilogy lets you just pull back on the throttle with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because when you have all new character, when you have a blank slate, when you can do whatever you want. Sure, it's a little bit harder to get the ball rolling, but once you do and you have when you don't have 35 years right. worth of, you know, <laughs> books 
and comics and video games and all of this stuff that people have kind of made their own and mm-hmm. personalized, you feel dependent on it. And that's why this Star Wars story, at least Episode Seven, felt like you were reading an expanded universe book in in, in some sense. Right. Uh, the the comedy in the film was <laughs> unique to Abrams, though. So, yeah, I it really. It just, I mean, it just, like it just takes the blinders off everything. Because right. we've been talking, what Star Wars movie would you want to see? Mm-hmm. And I, maybe one of those like said it, but like not seriously. Like, how about something that we don't even like? You know, right. what everything we have said was had Do a frame of reference new. that you know has of something that had been done before. Right. And this is the first time. Like, no, nah, you're not going to know anything about any of this. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be fun. Yeah, which, again, I, I you mentioned earlier, like, why was this announced now? Why didn't they just wait? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's to build up you know, more hype for you know the Star Wars brand in general. But I also think it's very similar to what Disney did with James Gunn. They're like, James Gunn's coming back for Guardians 3. They announced that a week before Guardians 2, mm-hmm. before he was going to start doing press. So that way, yeah. all through the press tour... Okay, what's no, okay, number two is great. What's no, number three? Mm-hmm. Now Ryan Johnson, he's going to get those questions about nine, about where, where are these characters going to go, but then they can also ask him and be like, you know, what are your ideas for your new trilogy? And he yep. can, I mean, we're not going to get those answers for at least a month, which is going to be a long month to wait to get <laughs> some sort of right. potential details about yeah. Johnson's vision. But I think that's the main reason why it was announced now is that, that way on those promotional tours, people can ask Johnson, What's your pit? What was your pitch? What What is your idea? Where does it take place? Mm-hmm. And he can just kind of give hints and outlines. And be like, all right, well, you know, mine takes. He can confirm. You know, yeah, you know, after the Last Jedi or while I was making Last Jedi, I was really obsessed with how the Jedi Order was founded and how yeah. all these these rules and regulations about the Force were put in place. And I just I wanted to explore that further. And I pitched it to Kathleen and be like, hey, can I do a trilogy? <laughs> or you guys should yeah. do a trilogy set. 2000 years before episode one and she's like okay cool you want to direct it and he's like okay yeah like he can go and explain those details and you know ride that positive wave that last jedi is probably gonna have and make people even more excited for the you know knowing that we're gonna get a brand new trilogy from Mm -hmm. the last jedi director in two and a half years yeah it, it's like it's it's yeah it's first of, it's the first shot of the Disney Star Wars PR machine right uh, one week after their last tentpole film Ragnarok mm-hmm. made its debut so they'll ride the wave of good word of mouth and you know ads on TV but here it is the Star Wars blogs are like you know right. spun up their hyperdrives and come December press will start the debut the uh, international and then the uk and then the hollywood red carpets yep and from there uh it's just you know the snowball is so massive at that point uh that yeah they're they're good to go yeah so but yeah i mean i am so looking forward to what he has to say other than um what was his he tweeted right afterwards (laughs) do you have that it was uh, like something like well, I, w- I always hoped you guys were going to like The Last Jedi, but now I really hope you guys are going to like The Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, again, I mean, we are all assuming it's going to be great, especially sure. because Lucasfilm just locked it down for three more movies. Yeah. 
But just to play devil's advocate here, you know, if the Last Jedi comes out and we're and we're all like, oh my gosh, he he did something terrible with Luke, and he, he totally blew, yeah he <laughs> he he made Ray. <laughs> Anakin reincarnate and the he did Porg all this died. crazy stuff. Yeah, what the, the Porg was actually Ray, and the Ray was actually the Porg, and it was really uh. confusing. And he like he goes on this crazy path. I mean, I, again, we don't think that's going to happen. But mm. you know, if there is some sort of backlash to the Last Jedi, um, because there's you know there's backlash to the Force Awakens, and there's there's backlash to anything nowadays. But uh, do you what kind of potential negative reaction do you think there's going to be to this idea post the last Jedi, if any, unless he lets the idea or lets his concept slip, then I don't, I can't see anything. I mean, like, listen, like, yeah, like you, like I was just saying there, like you said, obviously I hope you like the last Jedi. This is his tweet. Yeah. Uh, but man, now I really hope you like the last Jedi. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously we haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. The studio has, and usually they they hedge their bets on, um, you know, profitability. And if they're already signing him to three, right. four films, <laughs> or whatever the whatever this turns out to be, three films, asking him to make them three more films, mm-hmm. um, they are so confident. Yeah, I mean, studios sometimes, even when their movie is good, don't let their um, embargoes lift. You know, ultra early, right? Ever. So. I think we'll be okay. I, I can't even think of negative yeah. criticisms because I'm thinking of his three films that I've seen, mm-hmm. Looper, Brothers Bloom, and Brick, and I, I didn't have any problems with them. I just thought they were all, one funny, one, you know, more like a unique film. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yeah, like it was the dude's first two films. Right. <laughs> Both great. Uh, and then there's Looper. So then, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's like he's he's batting 100 or at least 500 or whatever the case is. He's batting 1,000, yeah. Okay, he's batting 1,000. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I mean, that's so unrealistic. Like, 400's, like, good, though, right? Yeah, 400 yeah. is pretty good. But, I mean, exactly. again, you look at his track record, and I think you could, you know, he could have an on-base percentage of... Sure. <laughs> I don't know what, what's a great on-base percentage, yeah, but, like... not good, but great. Yeah. Right. He's, he's batting 500, just whatever the case is. So, like, you don't complain about that. No. And, um... Unless I just really did fundamentally disagree with the premise <laughs> right. of Star Wars Episode Seven, just, like Mark just, Campbell does, yeah. uh, you know, maybe I'll be a little bit disappointed. But at <laughs> right. the end of the day, though, if the movie punches me in the face, that's what I need yeah. Star Wars to do because I haven't lived in a world yet where a Star Wars episode has happened and made me go, oh, snap, because I can't remember the Darth Vader reveal. Right. Same. And I, and I, I just, hate, and I hate I just it. grew up with that knowledge. Exactly. Uh, before we close this thing out, what do you think his involvement will be throughout the all, without throughout all three movies? We know he's writing and directing the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he, I mean, he's going to be the producer on all of them, obviously, but does he write two, write three, direct any of the other ones? What do you think? I don't think he directs anything other than one. Cause okay. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be kind of done with Star Wars, like done with hands-on Star yeah. Wars for a while. But he'll definitely EP, and I, the dude, the, the guy's a writer at heart, mm-hmm. so he's certainly going to at least give um, story notes, and you know maybe some cases, yeah, uh, screen screen notes, look at dailies, probably, right. possibly. I think he. <laughs> it's ironic to make this comparison with Star Wars, but I think he could be 
he could serve a similar role that Colin Trevorrow is serving currently for Jurassic World, where he is the producer, but he is very hands-on. He is, you know, on set with Mm -hmm. J.A. Bayona for the sequel. He has helped writing the script. He is very much involved, and I think that'll be pretty much the same with Ryan Johnson, that he'll he'll be in those script meetings from day one when they get to the sequel, and he'll probably already have a lot of that stuff planned out. Maybe he'll pull the James Cameron route, and he'll write all three scripts from the start and then shoot one, make any changes that he needs, shoot the other, and then somebody else shoot the other one. Yeah. Making changes they need for the third one, and then somebody else shoot the final one. And see, this is a great this is a great way too to get some fresh names in there too. I hope so. That's what I that that is what I want the most out of Mr. Johnson's uh, to be announced to be named trilogy. Right, <laughs> would be him lording over the story and making sure it's Star Wars. Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, throw uh, I, think, I think him and Johnson just fit so well together. He's uh, got, I mean, that guy, he's got a project coming. I know we're going to, uh, hopefully we talk about it. It's like some it gets traction soon. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would love to see him or just some new people that, mm-hmm. you know, haven't really have had their indie movie done yeah, or like, their, you know, their debut feature and, Let's get, get him out there. You get like a, a John Watts kind of guy who's like done a couple small indies. You're like, okay, that's cool. And then he does Spider-Man Homecoming. You're like, wow, like job well done. Like, again, I don't think John Watts was the key to that movie, but he 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 helped it, obviously. Have you seen any of his other two movies? Uh, yeah, I've, I've not seen Clown because it just looks horrifying and <laughs> I don't sure. want to watch it. But I have seen Cop Car and uh, really solid movie. Great ch- uh, child actors and Kevin Bacon's awesome in it, so... Uh, again, I think he brought helped bring some of the character moments to it. Out and Spider-Man: Homecoming is a very character-heavy movie. Again, like that was my criticism in our review was, oh, I wanted more action. I yeah. just needed another big Spidey moment. And uh, that I don't think that necessarily goes towards Watch strengths. But again, bring in bring in somebody we don't know for you know the second episode of this. What are we going to call these? Uh, I mean, they're going to be Star Wars movies. They're not going to be episodes, though. That I think that's the distinction. Yeah, and that's the one at least I'm gonna go with until they, you know, until they name it Star Wars: The World Beyond Episode <laughs> One or whatever the case is. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, they're gonna have Star Wars in the title, right? Whatever it is, even absolutely, if it's, it's a brand. It's a brand, and then inside of that, you put your other title. So, do you think that? Because I don't think I don't want them to go the whatever it is, a Star Wars story route. No, that's, me neither. That's too wordy. I hate that subtitle to begin with. But do they do go Star Wars colon Old Republic? Then the sequel is Star Wars colon whatever <laughs> the next story is after Old Republic. I th- or, or is that too confusing in lining it up when trying to be, make people understand that this is different and takes place at a different time and uses different characters than episode than the episodes mm, i think you just give it a sub name okay you let I, it be, I, that's what i would you let do. it be like the winter soldier you let it be like captain america the civil war all that kind of things and then people people can intuitively piece it together yeah. but with the skywalker episodes those need to be like george envisioned nine films and given those subsequent titles so then you don't think we're gonna get 10 11 and 12 oh they probably will but they'll be named 10, 11, and 12. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But Luke, when Lucas originally, you know, did a soft script yeah. for everything, um, it was episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 
Yep. Uh, so that's that's all I got. Do you have any other closing thoughts other than we're really excited? <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I've exhausted all of my, my knee-jerk reactions to it. Oh, other than this, George Lucas... Uh, a while back, I came across an interview where he talked about the viewing order of Star Wars. Okay. And he says that you can watch it any way you want. And depending on how you watch it, it changes how you perceive the movie. If you do watch it from one, two, three, four, five, and six, yeah. like, I don't think you, sh- you should. <laughs> uh, it becomes a story about twins trying to save Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Instead of when you're watching four, five, and six, and then one, two, three, it's a it's a Shakespearean like tragedy mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, how did this these two kids' father become like this? And then you watch it and you see it all happen. Then you watch the machete order, and then you have to throw Rogue One in the middle. Yep. And- <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> well, machete just cuts out episode machete just cuts one. Cuts out one. Yeah. Which what, what, what's the order where then it, you go four five? Is that machete where you go four five two three six and you just cut out one? Yes, I think that's. I think yeah, I think that's okay. the machete order. Yeah, okay. it's four, personally, five, two, I mean, when I do my rewatch before Last Jedi, I'm going to do one, two, three, mm-hmm. Rogue One, four, five, six, seven. Great idea. And head in right after that. <laughs> that hoodie comes off yeah. of Luke Skywalker. But before we sign off, I mean, of our first ever emergency episode, it just happened to work out this way where we were seeing Murder on on the Orient Express tonight together, and the news broke a couple hours before, and we're just like. We're going to talk about this for a while, and we Absolutely. did. It's been 45 minutes, and we're like, if we do this with all of our other news and our review of Merlin Express and a big question, that's just too much. It's going to be a three-hour episode. So we're like, let's you know get in the studio. Let's do this tonight. And uh, if you want more from us, we're going to have a Murder on the Orient Express review out in a couple of days. We just saw it. Josh, do you want to tease anybody what you thought? It's going to be a good thing to talk about. Okay. Lots of Kenneth Bronner. Uh, type direction that I want to unpack. Yes. It was visually very enjoyable. How about that? Yeah. But we'll uh, get into it later. My tease would be, I think Josh liked it more than me. And mm. we will also be back a couple of days after our Murder on the Orient Express review with our Justice League preview. Yes. It's going to be a big one. Uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, the review embargo, or not the review embargo, the social media reaction embargo lifts Friday at noon Eastern time. So by the time we record our preview, those reactions will already been out. And who knows how they're going to be? We'll find out, and you guys will too. And hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes and go say five-star review because that really helps us grow and uh, have uh, make it easier for other people to find us and all that good stuff because if you're listening to us why shouldn't everybody else so uh, during our time away be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything covered by us at friends of film we just updates on the podcast news and more you can find Percy on twitter at movie cooper and coops underscore hoops and you can get at me josh at just joshua ryan and thanks again for tuning in to the friends of the podcast josh thanks for stopping in everyone and be sure to turn to our next episode for our review of murder on the orange express <laughs>